what is up guys combat addict here uh welcome to another edition of my mouth does the talking got a lot of stuff to talk about today the first thing i want to talk about though is uh, a request made by somebody a long time ago his name is i'm not even kidding you his youtube handle is d-i-i-x-t-e-e-l it's dick steel <laughs> dick steel I don't know if that is a deliberate. I hope it's deliberate because the fact that I'm laughing at it kind of makes it so that it would, I, that's mean. I shouldn't laugh at that if that's really just like a cool name that he wanted. He's Russian, uh, I believe, because I went to his channel and there's a bunch of Russian shit there. I don't know if he's like a Russian spy or some shit. I don't know why he'd be commenting on, commenting on my videos if he was but the point is he commented dick steel commented on my video and uh he asked me what the greatest moment of my life was and he wanted me to talk about that in the next video and i'm not opposed to taking recommendations like that the problem is that is such a hard question to answer like can any of us can any of you even i mean especially at my age 23 can anybody actually like pinpoint what the greatest moment of their life was. I mean, it, there's a, there are easy cop-out answers, right? Like if you've been married and somebody asks you that, you can just say that, you know, oh, it's when I got married. Or if you've got kids, you can say, oh, it's when my child was born. But at 23, there's really not all that much that I've experienced that I could label as like, that's it. That's like the best. That's like the greatest moment. If I didn't have that, if that wasn't, if that didn't happen in my life, like, I don't know, man, it just, it just, it, it, my life wouldn't be the same. And I'm going to be straight with you. I don't have anything like that. I don't have anything that, cause I feel if I, if I said one thing or the other, it would just, it would, it wouldn't be doing justice to the various other things that were also awesome in my life. There's nothing that like conclusively and immediately comes to my mind as like the greatest thing that has ever happened in my life. Uh, if we're going to talk about it objectively, uh, I suppose the greatest thing that ever happened to me would be uh, that uh, my family immigrated to Canada when I was, uh, like, before I was, like, born. Like, my, my, I was, I was in my mother's stomach when I, when I, uh, made my way over here to Canada. So that arguably would be the greatest thing that happened in my life. But if we're talking about like experiences, man, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. There's like a bunch of shit that has happened to me that was pretty cool. Like experiences that I'll always remember that made me feel good. Like when I was in grade 10, I won a, a, a football championship. That was cool for me at that age. I graduated like a year ago. That was cool to be able to have that happen. I have traveled a bit and experienced some stuff in different countries and places. And that was nice. You know what I mean? But like in terms of just like the greatest thing that has ever like happened in my life, man. I really couldn't tell you. So I'm sorry to disappoint you, Dick Steele. 
but the answer is uh, I don't have one conclusively. There is no greatest thing that has happened in my life. I just have a life and some cool shit happens sometimes. That's about it. Uh, I, I wish I was more interesting than that, but the truth is I just, I, I have not experienced all that many things. And I feel like as I grow older, that'll probably change, right? Like, I don't know, something will happen. Something will happen. Like I'll have the opportunity to be part of some super awesome, wicked, cool, badass project that, that I, that I love, you know what I mean? And that'll probably be the thing, but I really have lived quite the standard life. Uh, I, I grew up, grew up in Canada, got educated and, and played sports as a kid and went to high school and then went to university and did all that shit and graduated and got a job when I was 17 and I've been working ever since. And that's just my fucking life. Like that's really fucking it. Like everything else is just like little cool things that happen from week to week. You know, there's nothing crazy that that'll, that'll go down like I didn't meet my my childhood hero or something when I was 16 like that didn't happen so yeah man my shit is pretty regular my shit is pretty regular so anyways hey man if you guys have questions for me that you want to ask me then you can ask them I'll just try to answer them and uh, hopefully I give you answers that satisfy you uh, but if not, then fuck, you know, that's just the way, that's just the way life be sometimes. Sometimes you get answers that don't satisfy you. Anyways, man, we're going to talk about some stuff. Just, just let's start with some light things. Uh, I walked into a subway last Saturday or Sunday. So about a week ago because I wanted to get cookies, uh, if you go to Subway, you can get 12 cookies for $6. And I, I'm sorry, that is a fucking incredible deal as those cookies are really fucking good. Like, really good. They're like the kind of like soft, like moist cookies that you can like throw in the microwave for 10 seconds and you can have like a fucking party in your mouth uh, with how just deliciously chocolatey and moist and delicious the cookies are they're that kind of cookie and you can get 12 of them and they're like this fucking big and uh for six bucks that's an insanely good price so that's why i was there uh and then uh i i i just had happened to be chilling and uh there was this guy in front of me in line and he had this, no bullshit, I'm not, I'm not kidding. He had this bird uh, on his shoulder. This fucking cool, wicked, badass, awesome looking bird. And um, I didn't know what to think at first when I saw this bird. I'm going to see if I can find you a, a picture of this bird so that I can show you. But uh, it's this bird from Argentina, and I, I, I guess it's called the Quaker parakeet. This is exactly what I saw. So this is the bird that I'm talking about that's on this guy's shoulder. It's like, I don't know. How big is it? 
Like if it was standing on my shoulder, the top of its head would probably reach like, you know, just below the, the, the tip of my ear here or something. It's a pretty small bird. In any case, this guy is just hanging out in Subway with this really cool green and white bird on his shoulder. And it's not flying around or being annoying or, or shitting everywhere. It's just being a fucking bird. And I am aware that there was a time when people would talk to each other outside in public. I was not alive at that time. Or at least if I was alive, I was not old enough to do any of that. I was just a kid and I was just, you know, I was just seen. I was not heard because I just didn't even know how to talk to it people who are over the age of like 10 right so so i didn't like understand the concept of just being in like a doctor's office and just starting up a conversation with the person who's like across you know in, in another seat from you now because i hear people talking about this like there was a time when you could do that right i have made a habit of like if something is interesting and cool you know and it, if the, if a person is interesting and cool and I, and I have something that I would say to them, I just say it because here's the thing, nine times out of 10, I believe uh, this isn't proven because I don't do it all the time. That person is going to be okay with you talking to them. They're going to be fine with it. We are all so terrified to say anything to anybody because it's like, oh, it's fucking weird. Like you don't even know them. Why are you talking to them? But the truth is, like, we're all just regular motherfuckers who aren't assholes, hopefully. I would hope that most of us aren't assholes. And if somebody is, like, talking to you about something you give a shit about, they're probably going to be nice to you. So I talked to this guy about his bird because I know that, arguably, he's got this bird. And even if he doesn't want to talk to me, he's going to at least appreciate that I am some stranger who who could be like a bird lover or something like that. And it's good to do that, by the way, because you have a positive interaction with another human being. And I, I mean, believe it or not, I believe that those interactions mean something. I believe that if you can create that positive connection with a random person, that benefits everyone, including you. Everybody is happier when that happens. I am a sh I am so sure that that guy remembers this one time when he was standing in Subway with his bird and some dude took a genuine interest in it. Like if his day wasn't going well, I'm sure that that was a level of like niceness and humanity that made him feel better about the world that he lives in. It's good to do shit like that. I think you should do stuff like that. That's my opinion. Anyways, I'm like, hey... He's like, hey, I'm like, how you doing? He's like, I'm fine. I'm like, so you just carry this bird around with you on your shoulder everywhere you go? He's like, yeah. I'm like, where's it from? He goes, Argentina. This bird is like an Argentinian bird. So I guess South America is where that is. He's like, you want to, you want to, you want to touch like hold it like let it hop up on your finger i'm like oh i can do that oh oh shit and he and he gets the bird off of his shoulder and he holds it out on his finger and i put my finger out and this fucking bird her name is oh my god what was her name uh coco coca something like that 
this bird hops onto my finger and just starts shied shuffling down onto my onto my onto my hand and up my arm and eventually it's up to my shoulder and I'm fucking having this intimate moment with this bird and this guy's loving it I mean he's not paying attention to me I'm like just some I'm basically a child again just like so enthralled with this bird on my shoulder I'm like oh my god this is so fucking cool its feet feel so nice on my on my hands its little dry wrinkled bird feet feel very like nice and like almost chalky but like warm on my on my hands I'm enjoying myself this guy's like texting his son or whatever and then and then he's like oh well I thought my son wanted subway but he says he doesn't want that anymore and he wants like dominoes or something like that so he's like all right well I, I gotta go and so I asked him what the name of the bird was, and that's how I found it on Google here. And and he took his bird and he fucking left. And and that was just a cool interaction that I had. All because I just went out to get some cookies. Now let me just run that scenario by you in a different way. I could have gone in there, seen a guy with a bird, but decided to say nothing. Because it would be weird to talk to him or because... You know, I'm shy or whatever. And if I had done that, I wouldn't know what it is like to have a bird from Argentina climb up my arm. I guess I'm saying that to make the point that it's just like, man, it is always way better to put yourself out there than to just like play it safe. It's like always better. I just feel it's always better. Because you can play it safe and nothing will happen. But that is an experience that I could never ever ha have again. That I enjoyed. That brought me some level of like happiness. And wonder, right? That is an experience that I could never happen again. But I had it. Because I had the, uh, the wherewithal. To just speak to somebody. And I think that's pretty cool. And I think that any of you who are listening, the next time you see somebody and you think that they're, they're, they're kind of cool or they've got something cool going on, just acknowledge that thing. Just acknowledge it. Just see if the person is open to like some kind of dialogue. I guarantee you, you're not going to regret that interaction. Even if you have like an awkward, an awkward lapse in thought and there's like a silence or something like that. At least you tried something, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. That's something that I, that I used to say a lot. You got to try. If you don't fucking go for it, then that's, that's just that. You know, you'll just continue to be stagnant and that'll just be it, which will suck, which will fucking suck because then years later, you're going to remember all of these opportunities you didn't take and you're not going to feel good about it. That's how I feel about a lot of stuff in my life. I'm 23. I mean, I can only imagine what that must be like for people who are older. So start now. Seriously, don't care how old you are. Just start doing shit. Just start interacting with people. Even if you don't feel like you should. If it's not illegal or you're not being incredibly, you know, 
obnoxious. There's no reason why you can't just talk to human beings on the street. So I'd say that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but this week this was like a huge video. There was a, a video on YouTube about these, these guys. I guess they're like a, a, what do you call it? Fortnite, that, that video game, uh, that video game where you, you, it's free, it's a free game, everybody can play it, and, uh, you get dropped into the, this world, and it's like a first-person shooter, and it's basically just, like, survival, the last person to, to survive wins. Uh, these guys, they created a team, they're all Fortnite players, I guess. And their 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 group name is called One Percent. It's a pretty uh. I mean, that's I honestly don't know why you would want to be associated with the One Percent. The One Percent, like these people who hold all of the wealth, people don't like them. So I just didn't really see why they would choose that name. I don't have a problem with it. It's like, I don't really have a beef with it, but it's just an odd choice in my personal opinion. In any case, oh, I guess these guys, oh, I think these are their names here. I'm looking at the, the video in the fun, the thumbnail right now. The video, I'll put a link to the description in the description is introducing the 1% Fortnite house featuring Formula Kiwiz Nick's Random. I guess these are like the actual guys. Who are who are in the house anyways they bought this this crazy crazy expensive house um it is it is it is a mansion with insane views i don't remember exactly how much money they spent on it but they all collectively bought and now own this multi-million dollar mansion mind you these guys are all i think they might be younger than me or around my age um so don't stay in school, kids. Just go play video games and you'll be fine. But, um, yeah, it's nuts that they, they're capable of doing this. They're, they're entrepreneurs, they're business, businessmen. And I'm calling them men because I'm going to be straight with you. If you can amass, uh, an empire like this, where you have merchandise and a mansion and a team all at your age, I don't give a fuck how old you are. I'm gonna call you a man. Um, just out of respect. Uh, but I was watching this video and I was looking at the amount of wealth that they have in, in, in this house, as in I'm looking at the house and I'm sort of comprehending through this tour that they do of the house. Cause that's what the video is. They, they tour the house just how much money you you need to buy a house like this but not just that how almost unnecessary it is that you would even do that that you would even own a house with the things that this house has like the amount of luxury, that's the word I'm looking for, not wealth. The amount of luxury that the house possesses 
literally almost grosses me out. Like it almost fucking sickens me. There are parts of this video where you're looking at like a closet that is like the size of a bedroom or, or these guys walk up to the roof of this house through uh, via spiral staircase to a view of a golf course. Best view in the entire city from according to them. The, the, the rooms are, are f unbelievably massive. They have a wine rack that holds what looks to me like, like a hundred wine bottles and none of them drink wine. There is a piano in the house that was played by Frank Sinatra. And I, it's fucking insane. And I'm happy for them. Don't get me wrong. And I don't think that they, it's not that they, sh I don't, I'm not saying they shouldn't have bought it either. I'm glad that they're doing their thing. Um, but I just realized something about myself watching this video. The amount of luxury that they are living in, to me, is almost, it's almost like, even if I could buy a property like that, I would not be buying that property so that I could live in it. I would be buying it purely as an investment because that is so fucking extreme. It is so extreme. Like, I, I honestly am going to say this. It's like, I don't even want it. I don't even want it. I'm like, this is outrageous. Like, this is like a level of luxury that is just so unnecessary with regard to like living quarters <laughs> I just couldn't fucking do it I just wouldn't even if I could I just wouldn't I don't know why I feel that way I just do I just do so I think you should watch the video and let me know what you think. I mean, do you think it's excessive? Do you think it's kind of overkill? You know, you think it, it's kind of beating a dead horse after a certain point? The size and the scale and the scope of the rooms and the staircases after a while, doesn't it just fucking exhaust you? Because that's how I feel. <laughs> after a while, it is fucking exhausting. Not only that, but the video itself as a concept, the, the, the level of uh, uh, person, these guys are incredibly personable individuals and they, uh, they have merchandise and things like that, that they shout out in their, in their, in their videos. I can tell that these guys are hustlers. They're, they're working hard. They're not fucking around. Uh, they deserve everything that they have. But the the level the level of 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 um, involvement that it must require to be a major league gamer that was another thing that I was thinking to myself I wouldn't be down for you know what I'm saying and I, because like if you watch Twitch streamers it's like they're constantly interacting with the people who watch them on their chat. 
I don't know. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I'd be okay with doing that. Maybe maybe that's something that I could manage. But it's I almost feel like it would be overwhelming. The level of of insight that these people have into these guys' lives to the point where they've got a tour of the mansion. It feels like it could be overwhelming. Something about that video just makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why. And I think that I'm trying to, to say, I think I'm trying to find the words to say something, but I don't have the words to say it. So I believe that I've just been rambling about some shit. And I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's what I think. In any case, man, that is just like an unfucking reasonable amount of wealth. And I just, I cannot see a world in which I would ever fucking desire something like that. It's just crazy. Anyways, moving on. I want to know why we find certain things sexy. What, what is it about somebody biting their bottom lip that is sexy? Is that sexy? Who decided that that is sexy? Am I the only one who feels like that there's like a level of ambiguity with respect to that as an act, like explaining that, like it's just, it's just, why is it hot that somebody does that? Because I'll tell you something right now, when somebody bites their bottom lip, I don't really find it that sexy. And I think it's because rather than it just actually being sexy, I feel almost like the person is trying to be sexy by doing it, but then it, then it removes the effect of it. Which is a real thing for me, at the very least. I have actually theorized that, like, you know how people make jokes about how it's really difficult to turn women on? Or or get them to that special place? You know what I'm saying? I, I actually believe that I may have some of whatever they got. Because it doesn't work like that for me. You can't just bite your lip. And all, I'm just, oh, wow, that's so hot. Oh, my God. No, no, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? What is this? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't understand that shit at all. When somebody licks their lip, that's like a little bit closer to the mark, I think, in my personal opinion. But the whole lip biting thing, somebody had to have made this up. Like, or does that, is that something natural that they just do? Like when you're just, when you're just in the mood, do you just do that? Naturally, when you're turned on, do you just bite your lip and you don't have any control over it? And, and it's a signal to everybody else that you're turned on. Is that what it is? I really feel like it's something that people try. They try to do. And here's another thing. I just want to say this. I am so like painfully aware that like whether it be Instagram photos or shots in a movie 
where where um uh, uh a woman a woman is supposed to have some sort of seductive role or or just good old fashioned adult entertainment it is clear that 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 women at least in my personal opinion have to try to be sexy they they need to move in certain ways and contort their body you know a particular direction in order to make themselves more appealing with regard to just being sexy but as a just as a person like if a woman just stood normally just like a human being without any angles being created with their their hips and everything there's a level of non-sexiness there. <laughs> you ever watch a woman take off their 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 pants or something and like stumble and like trip over their their fucking trousers? It's not sexy. <laughs> it's not sexy, man. You got to try. You got to try to be sexy, which is weird because my whole thing is it's like Where'd that come from? Evolutionarily, is that it's like like courting almost? Like the way birds do sometimes? Sometimes male birds have to do things to appear attractive to their mate, right? So, you know, they gotta build a nest a certain way, or they gotta show their feathers, you know, a certain a certain way. Is that what it is, but just for women of the of the human species? Is that what that is? And if so. Did they have to learn to be able to do that? Or are women just, is that just a part of their, just their, their, their biology, like walking, they just know how to be sexy. Like if they just need to be sexy all of a fucking sudden, they just understand how to do it because evolutionarily they needed to be able to do that to, to, to seduce or attract partners. Is that what that is? Cause they're fucking good at it. And it makes no sense because none of it is, is like imperative to human function outside of reproduction is what i'm saying so it's not like you can do that because if you can do that you can you know catch food better but they do it and they know how to do it women just know how to just just take pictures to be super hot and sexy and they just know what looks good they just know But if it is some innate shit, where the fuck did the lip biting come from? Because I feel like that couldn't be innate. Like that, I don't know, that had to be made up at some point. Somebody had to make lip biting up. <laughs> Hip swaying and stuff like that, that might just be some old-fashioned caveman courting type shit. But the lip bite, somebody invented that shit and people liked it. And we've just run with it for years but deep down, we all know that that shit is not sexy and we just keep doing it. <laughs> That's what I think. That's my opinion when it comes to that, at the very least. We all know that's not sexy. We know that shit's not sexy. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> Can I just say that it is funny to me, speaking of sex and reproduction, how inconvenient children are 
that the only way nature could get us to make them is to create this incredibly addictive activity that just feels amazing. It was like, how do we get these, these humans to reproduce? Well, we just need to create biological heroin. That's what we have to do. <laughs> we have to create heroin, but for their organs. <laughs> That's what they did. That's what Mother Nature did. Because children are just so inconvenient that it had to force us. It had to give us a, 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 an almost... an almost... Uh, uh, an urge that is almost impossible to ignore. Think about how many stupid things you do because you're horny. Think about how many dumb things you do. Every woman who has been pregnant out of wedlock, every woman who has been a teen mom knows exactly what I'm talking about. Because the truth is, Having sex outside of a completely stable financial situation makes absolutely no fucking sense. If you're not the kind of person that um, is okay with abortion, for example, and you recognize there's a chance that you could have a human being <laughs> pop up, which you would need to take care of, for 18 years of its life at least. There's no way that you would have sex ever. You just wouldn't risk it. It just wouldn't be something you would risk. So many people won't even smoke cigarettes. <laughs> They're like, fuck that. So many human beings are like, I would never do heroin. Ever. <laughs> ever. That could ruin my life. But have sex with a stranger who might call you and tell you that you're going to be a father. I'll do that. <laughs> My body is telling me to do that. Of course I'll do that. So evolution had to make the most addictive thing it possibly could. To get you to fuck. That's what it had to do. That is how inconvenient children are. Without that, we would all just die out. It had to feel that good, and you had to want it a lot. Or else it just wouldn't work. It's just weird. Or not weird, but just inconvenient, man. So some of you may not know this. But I am a fan of Star Wars. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I don't know everything about Star Wars. I am just a fan of Star Wars. Two different things. Don't quiz me on shit is basically what I'm saying. I know some stuff. I don't know everything. And I just finished watching The Mandalorian. It's a good show. Can I just say that the Mandalorian theme does not feel anything like Star Wars? 
it's not a bad theme, but it just it doesn't sound like the soundtracks for Star Wars sound. Even the uh, Revenge of the Sith soundtrack with the with the crazy you know violin cello riff. That thing there. That that sounds like it would be in Star Wars, you know. The Mandalorian though, that sounds like some weird next level tribal shit. That sounds like we got a bunch of Native Americans to fuck around with Fruity Loops or something. Which isn't bad. I don't have a problem with Native American individuals. I'm just saying. It just it doesn't sound like Star Warsy. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I have it on a Spotify playlist, but it's just the Mandalorian theme just doesn't sound like it's from Star Wars. Just my opinion. In any case, man, I finished it and it's pretty damn good. By the way, I mean, I feel like I don't have to say this. This is like my ego coming in. Why am I trying? Why am I trying to? I was about to stunt on everybody. I'm not going to do that. I don't know what the fuck. What what was that? You got to check yourself sometimes. You got to like. No one is. Look, man. Don't even worry about that. Never mind. That was weird. That was, Never mind. Okay, look. Point is. Baby Yoda is the shit. The whole story makes a lot of sense. The Mandalorians as a creed. Not a religion, not a race, but a creed. Different, different. A creed uh, does not believe in like a supreme being which must be worshipped. While they do have religious quote-unquote beliefs about life and how to live and what life you are to live, a creed does not attribute praise to a deity. A religion does. That's the difference between those. I learned that because of the Mandalorian. I had to Google the difference. Anyways, the whole story is really cool. And, uh... One thing about that show, and, and a lot of good shows, is that they remind you how unremarkable your life is. And how unremarkable you are. You are an unremarkable fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry to, to, to remind you of this or to tell you this, but you are an unremarkable fuck. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about me. And we will probably not do anything particularly Actually, that's not true. You can probably do exciting things in your life, meaningful things in your life, but you'll always be a human and you'll always be limited to this reality. There's something about watching a really good TV show that takes you out of this world. You want to be there. You want to experience that. I literally already 
have an alter ego I've created in my mind who would exist in the Star Wars universe. I gave him a name and everything. He has a fucking backstory. <laughs> you want to be a part of that. If you watch a really good anime, there is always a part of you that wonders how cool it would be if you could be one of the students at uh, UA, Hero Academia, if you could have a superpower quirk and what it would be and what you would do and how you would interact with the other characters. And you don't really think about it too much while you're watching the series or the season. But when the season or the series ends, at least for me, there is this bittersweet moment where you're like, oh my god, that was so fucking awesome. And, I, and you're reminded of how unawesome you are in relation to that. <laughs> And that's real. There's almost like the effect that Molly has where you get this huge high, but you also have this drop. There's this like mini depressive episode that you have at the end of one of those things. And that's how you know it's really good, by the way, too. In my, for me. If it really makes you long for it in that way. That's how you do know it is really good. But there's this like mini depressive episode that happens when you recognize and realize that you are incredibly unremarkable. Just unremarkable. And I think that that's, I mean, that's what it is, man. It's escapism. Everybody's trying to escape. Or not everybody's trying to escape, but a lot of people are trying to escape. A lot of people don't want to live in the real world. And for a moment, you don't have to. But when it's over, guess what? You got to come back. And that's the cost you pay. But anyways, man, the Mandalorian is cool. I love Yoda. Yoda is my favorite Jedi. And, um... I can't wait to see what they're going to do with him in the future. I have a feeling that he's probably not going to get the kind of attention that I want in this series. But afterwards, they may do a series where Yoda is a young strapping lad. And I would be so excited for something like that. Because Yoda is my favorite Jedi. When he died, he was 900 years old. God damn, that's gangster.
wisest Jedi, coolest Jedi, most badass Jedi, in my personal opinion. Also the nicest, I think. I was into reading comic books as a ambition for a while. I used to read comic books with a comic viewer a couple years ago. I've read all of the Ultimate Spider-Man editions. Ultimate Spider-Man is a Spider-Man comic book in which Dr. Octavius ends up taking Peter Parker's body and he goes in. Basically, he is Spider-Man, but he's also, I mean, hardcore, evil, badass Dr. Octavius. And so, if you're interested in something like that, you should read that comic series. It's a good series. But I always found that I would read, after that one series that I did read, I would start to read comics and then I would almost just kind of get tired, tired of it in the sense that I thought to myself, oh my god, there are so many comics, there's no way I'm going to be able to read these all. Fuck it. I'm realizing now that that's the wrong attitude. And I would always go back to comics every once in a while and just try to read one or two of them. But I'm realizing now that you should really treat comics like you treat any other series on Netflix or Disney+. Plus. There are a million shows on Netflix and you're never going to watch them all. That doesn't mean you just don't watch any of them. So I got a subscription to Marvel Unlimited so I could read comics about Star Wars because recently I've fallen in love with Star Wars. Me and Star Wars are getting married and I'm going to put a baby in her. Anyways. Marvel Unlimited is pretty cool. You get pretty much every comic, any comic that you could possibly want for like 14 bucks a month. Um, right now I'm reading the Kanan, Kanan series. Kanan, the last Padawan about a Padawan named Kanan who is the last Padawan. <laughs> and he was around for Order 66. <laughs> I fucking love Palpatine's voice. <laughs> Execute him. Execute Order 66. <laughs> He's just so evil. It's fucking perfect. That's something that like they just did him so right as a character. <laughs> oh god. He's so evil. He's so perfect. <laughs> the Death Star. You are no match for the power of the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, oh my fucking, it's so funny, but it's, it's not, it's not funny in the sense that it's like, I can't take it seriously. Like I like it when I'm watching the movie, it doesn't take away from the effect of the movie, but he's like, just so perfectly evil that it's like fucking hilarious to me. I don't know why. You're, <laughs> you're no match for the power of the dark side. Anyways, man. Order 66, if you don't know what it is. This is a spoiler if you ever want to watch Star Wars. So maybe skip like a minute. Order 66 was the order that Palpatine gave for all of the clone troopers who were constructed for the Republic to betray the Jedi, kill them all, and allow for the rise of the Empire from the Republic. Just go watch the Star Wars movies, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anyways, man, Kanan is around at that time, and so he, uh, he fucking tries to escape and finds a way to run away and goes off and does adventure shit. So I'm reading that right now. Anyways, man, Marvel Unlimited as an interface, I got some beefs with it. Despite its, its many cool things, there are things about it that bother the fuck out of me. And I just want to say, not just, not just Marvel Unlimited, Disney Plus, and Fight Pass all have interface issues. And if, if any of you ever see this, people who work at those with Disney or the UFC, you need to fucking listen to me right now, okay? Marvel Unlimited was created as a, as a service that would be viewed on a tablet. For that reason, there are features that you cannot get if you are using, um, if you're using a computer. So I'm using a computer and I want to view the comics or view my library, uh, is what I meant to say. But I can't view my library where I've stored all of the comics that I want to read on a PC. It has to be on a tablet. Unless you download the app, you don't have access to that feature. Not only that, but you'll be reading comics on your desktop and there will be whole portions of the comic that are just missing. And it'll just say, image not found, hail Hydra. So basically, if you want to make use of this, this service that you pay for, you can't use your computer. If you're like me and you just bought a brand new computer, you're not in the market for a fucking iPad or something. You got to either use your smartphone or just accept that if you try to use your desktop, there are going to be whole editions of this comic that you're just not going to be able to read, which is fucking outrageous. <laughs> So I just want to fucking say, like, you you guys need to fix that. With regard to Disney Plus, there are so many features that Disney Plus should just have that they don't have. It's so odd. I don't understand it. You okay? Listen, you can't turn the volume up or down with the arrow keys while you're watching a movie on Disney Plus. You can't pause the movie with the space bar. 
while you're watching on Disney+. Plus. You can't full screen the movie that you're wa watching with the F key when you're watching a movie on Disney+. Plus. These are basic ass fucking features <laughs> that would make the experience so much better for the person watching that for some reason Disney, <laughs> arguably the most successful entertainment company in history, has not figured out yet? What the fuck? That is like the weirdest thing to not have done yet. How have you guys not fucking done this? I don't understand. You need to fix that. Literally, man, literally so many websites that are smaller, less capable, have figured that out. The UFC has been around for something like 30 years. 30 years the UFC has been around. Their interface on Fight Pass will allow you to do those things that I just described. Disney, get your shit together. But Fight Pass and the UFC, you're not getting off so easy. UFC Fight Pass's interface fucking pisses me off sometimes. You cannot search up a fighter's profile. You can only search for their name and see fights come up. But not all of the fights come up. If you want to watch a specific fight, you need to type in their name and the name of the person that they fought. Which is fucking ridiculous. There's, that's just a level of inconvenience that shouldn't exist. I should just be able to go to a fighter's profile and all of their fights should just be listed there. Why that's not a th like why that's not a thing is beyond me as Fight Pass used to have that feature. I've had Fight Pass for almost two years now and that used to be a thing and then they changed the whole fucking formula and now I can't do that. I don't know why the fuck I I'm not able to do that. That's dumb. It's fucking stupid. So y'all need to fucking fix that. Is what I'm saying. You need to fucking fix that shit. Okay? But with respect to... Like Marvel Unlimited... I get the sense that the reason they haven't fixed their desktop interface is because there's really nowhere else for people to go with respect to a comic book service like that, unless they're going to go to DC, but nobody is on DC's dick right now. Okay. And this is the problem with monopolies. I understand what people say now when they say you need competition, because if you don't have competition, the level of service you're going to receive will just be worse. I guarantee you if there was a rival comic book company that allowed you to use the desktop interface, Marvel would fix it. I guarantee it. Because they would lose, they'd lose me for that. If I could read the same comic somewhere else with a better interface, you'd lose me as a, as a customer for sure. I paid you and I can't even fucking make use of of uh uh this fucking service the way that I want fuck you 
Why am I giving you this money if you're just going to not give a shit about my experience? That's why monopolies are bad, man. Anyways, bro. Last thing I want to talk about today. Um... This is like such a, this is just, I have noticed recently that when I look at adults sometimes, I think that they're cute. And it's weird because usually the way that it is, is you look at, you look at like a, like a, like a baby and you're like, oh, that's cute. Or, you know, you look at a, a, a child who's, you know, enjoying themselves. Maybe they're laughing or they're playing with their friends or something. And you're like, oh, that's cute. But recently I've looked at adults and thought, oh, that's cute. They're cute. They're a cute person. It's weird. It's very weird. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. For example, so I'm watching the UFC embedded video and Paige Van Zant is just gushing over this this seat in in the plane that she's going to take over to Abu Dhabi. It's got like a little blinder for her. It's got a lot of space. It's very luxurious and nice. And she's like so excited. And I'm looking at her and it's like I'm looking at, it's like I'm looking at a child who has just gotten like a new toy or is about to go into Disneyland or something. I'm like, oh, she's so fucking excited. Oh my God, she's so cute. It's weird to look at grown adults and see them like that. But I am seeing them like that now. I'm seeing grown adults as cute, adorable entities. Even if they're not reacting like that, even if they're just sitting there being an adult, just going about their, their business. I look at them, I look at their eyes, I look at how they interact with their environment, I'm like, oh, they're cute, they're adorable. What the fuck is that? It's weird. It's weird, man. I don't know. I don't know if this is like a, a, a stage of adult development. I have no fucking idea, but I am noticing it more and more. I'm looking at humans and I'm thinking, oh, they're adorable. That's cute. It's weird, man. One other thing, though, about that plane in Abu Dhabi. You know, what's interesting is that such little things can make something more luxurious. You increase the amount of space that someone has. You make their seat a little bit nicer and you give them a shutter and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God! <laughs> this is amazing! I'm guilty of it too. Somebody does that to me and I'm like, oh my god, like, whoa, this, like, usually I'm in, like, this, like, narrow seat, but now I've got, like, a full, 
half foot more of space and I've got like a shutter or something. Whoa! Oh, fuck. It's weird. When you give a have to a have not, the, the level of gratitude and surprise and shock, it's almost like it doesn't matter like what you give somebody in comparison to what they had before. They will always be like, whoa, oh fuck. This is so nice. It's like, I'm trying to think of a way to say it. It's like, let's say you've got like four grades of food that you could give a group of people. Okay? Goes one to four, four being the best grade of food. These people pay for food that you give them, but the amount of money that they pay you is equivalent to the worth of grade three, let's say. They've all had grade one for a long time. You give them grade two, and they're all gonna be like, oh my gosh, wow. Wow, I can't believe this. Like, whoa, this is so nice. Like, oh my gosh, I I've never experienced something like this before. This is amazing. But they don't know that they are really deserving of grade three or that grade three exists. They just know that they are really enjoying grade two at that moment because all they've known up until that point is grade one. And I make this point not because there's anything wrong with the planes on Abu Dhabi. I'm sure that they're getting exactly what they paid for. But what I'm trying to say is it's just interesting how our like you could bait you could manipulate human minds like that. Just overvalue and underpromise, and people would be happy, and they would never know that they that they have access to something better, or they would just never know if you just own everything that that is being provided. I'm not even making like a real point about that. Like I'm just saying that's just a thing that that could to that could totally be real in so many aspects of our lives. Even phones could be like that. Like, just, you're so impressed with your fucking phone right now, but they could have, like, all of this technology that they could have given you that they're just not giving you. <laughs> like, you think that you're living, like, so luxuriously, but actually you've just been, like, partially upgraded. That could totally be a thing. And then there's also the idea where, like, everything is just organized by people. And when you realize that all of these people are just, like, regular motherfuckers, it's almost like everything becomes less impressive. I don't know if this is just me. And I think that this is a reflection of how I feel about myself and my own accomplishments. But whenever... Whenever I see someone has the same feelings or thoughts or emotions as me, 
I almost have to force myself to 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 keep my it's almost like I I lose respect for them. And I have to train myself not to feel that way. Because it's almost like, oh, they're like me. And all of a sudden they become less impressive to me. I think that that says something about my view of myself. And and what it is that I, I feel like I have done with my life and my time. And how impressive or unimpressive those things are who I am as a person. So in the same way, when I realize that all of this shit is just organized by some fucking human, <laughs> like, I'm almost just not impressed with how luxurious it is. <laughs> I'm almost just like, this is a fucking ruse. Like they're just doing their best. They're just doing their best, whatever, is how I feel. But that's the wrong way to feel because truthfully, doing your best is good. Doing your best is actually putting some work into something. It is something. But I feel like it's almost like imposter syndrome, but projected onto everybody else once you can identify with them. Which makes me an asshole. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. I feel like I'm an asshole now because of that. Basically, I'm just Stan from South Park when he concluded that everything was just shit. That is, I, I'm just a cynical, I'm, I'm just a cynic with respect to the accomplishments and the work of, of other human beings. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good, man. But I feel it <laughs> all the same. I feel it, man. And I'm training myself not to. I'm training myself to recognize that the work that people do, irrespective of whether or not they're just a regular human being, is valuable work. You know, I would enjoy being on that plane in Abu Dhabi and having the shutter. You know, it's not like that's just some shitty idea that some dude thought up to make themselves look like they're providing a luxurious service. On some level, that is actually a valuable addition to the plane somebody could use that for something it adds value just because it was made by a regular fuck doesn't mean it's not valuable but i have to remind myself of that or else i just internally shit on it it's so fucking bad man i have to try really hard not to judge people and things And, like, I tell people, like, I'm not going to judge you based on what you say. And the truth is I don't. Like, I don't, like, in terms of objectively how I'm going to treat you from that point on, I'm not going to change the way that I treat you or or talk to you based on something personal that you share with me about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Unless you do something, you know, atrocious, like illegal and horrible. You know, I might... I might feel differently about you if you admit to me that you're a serial rapist. That might be a problem for me. You know, we can't be friends. But, you know, stuff like, oh, well, you know, I cheated on my girlfriend or whatever. 
and you tell me the story of why you cheated and it honestly just sounds like you wanted to fuck somebody, I'm going to think to myself, well, man, honestly, you just wanted to fuck somebody. But I'm not going to think like you're a shitty human being. You're a bad person. I don't fucking like you now. That's not the kind of judgment that it's going to be. <clears throat> it's going to be more objective where it's like, no, 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 that was selfish of you to do. You're kind of a selfish human being in that sense. And I recognize that that is just the kind of person that you are. It's, But that doesn't mean that I have like some, it doesn't mean I respect you less now. It just means that everybody comes with like pros and cons and shit. And that is one of your cons. And I just know that now, but that's not me. And I, I feel like that sounds like I'm judging somebody, but what I'm trying to say is that I am still going to treat you the way that I would have treated you before you told me that. But I do have this thing where, like, if I sense insecurity in a human being, I I immediately have like a, a like it's it's like it's like an automatic switch almost. I see that weakness, and I go ah. Yeah, no, I can see why, you know, you're kind of like in our society uh, to other people, somebody might think that you're a loser. You know what I'm saying? It's not that I think you're a loser. It's that I can identify that. Or if I see that you, let's say you're trying to, I don't know, let's say you're trying to like, you're trying to, you're, you're trying to like gain muscle or something like that. You're trying to work out and build muscle but I see that you're not dedicating yourself to it at all and then complaining about it. There's a part of my brain that goes, ah, I see, you're the kind of person that can't take responsibility for your actions. But it's like, it's less like, oh, fuck you, and more like, objectively, I can just see that. I don't think it makes you any better or worse, but I can objectively just identify people's flaws and it makes me uncomfortable. Because, like, I can see, for example, like, oh, I can tell that you're not comfortable with the way that your nose is shaped. Like, I I can think, like, in, like, seconds, I can do that processing and see that. But I have to, like, immediately shut that down. Because I'm like, no, that's mean. Don't think that. Unfortunately, it's also true sometimes. Now, here's the thing. Even if I know that you're not comfortable with your nose... That doesn't mean that I think there's anything wrong with your nose. And that's something that I'm noticing. I I can notice like, oh, according to other people's standards, you would be like a nobody. But that doesn't mean that I think you're a nobody. I just recognize that your personality, the way that you are, unfortunately has been labeled as such. And I identify that when people refer to the term a nobody, you're it. Not my label, but a label that I know of, which can be attached to you. And I try to not think that shit either. Because I think it's mean. But of course, I'm thinking it, and I don't think it about you personally, so it's really not hurting anybody. However, it's something that... Uh, for me, I... I, I it's 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 just it's just it's just nastiness and like I, I even though it's not really hurting anybody and it doesn't cause me to treat anybody differently 
it really is just nastiness and it makes me fucking uncomfortable. That's a real thing that I, that I deal with. It's just weird and it's not good. It's not good. But people, hey, look, man, if you're around me and you think that your insecurities are obvious and that I've picked up on them, just know that I don't judge you based on those things that you're insecure yourself about. Uh, I actually have found often that things that I can tell people are insecure about are often things that I think that they shouldn't be insecure about. Just so you know, most of your insecurities are probably just exclusive to you. If you don't like your nose... The truth of the matter is, nobody gives a fuck about your nose. In fact, some people might actually like your nose. So, even if you meet me and you can tell that I'm, like, kind of analyzing you, don't worry. Uh, I'm not, like, looking at you like, oh, fuck, she's right. Fuck her nose. No, that's not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, oh, that's sad. She doesn't, like, she's not comfortable with her nose. There's nothing wrong with her nose. I like her nose. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I, I, there really haven't been many occasions on which I've looked at somebody and noticed a flaw and thought, oh, yeah, fuck what, you should be ashamed of that. No, it's, it's usually like, hey, that's like totally fine. Actually, I think it's, it's cool. It, it, I like it as in, you know, it makes you different and, and fucking, you know, I can discriminate between you and other people. That's, a, that's cool. I don't know, man. There was a girl that I knew who had this beautiful birthmark uh, uh, near her near her eye. I mean, just fucking beautiful. She was gorgeous. And she covered it up with makeup one day. And I just, I, I, I honestly, I, I, um, I felt so fucking sad and, and bad about it. Because I was like, oh my god, you have no fucking idea how beautiful you are. Why would you, why would you cover that up? And that is how you guys have to understand that your little, you know, differences are. They're not even flaws. They're just differences. They're differences, man. And differences are good. Anyways, bro, this was a really, man, this podcast today was honestly just filled with a bunch of random shit. But as you know... That's just how I fucking do. This is my mouth does the talking. Where my mouth just does the talking. I don't fucking think too hard about what I'm going to say. I have a thought during the week. And then I come here on Saturday and I fucking throw the gauntlet down. And we fucking talk about it on YouTube. And Spotify podcasts. And Apple podcasts. And Google Play podcasts. Which you can listen to. <laughs> podcast is called my mouth does the talking twitter and instagram handled the combat addict no spaces bitch <laughs> no fucking spaces i'm gonna watch the fights tonight i'm so fucking excited oh my god it's gonna be so good i am actually going to climax it's gonna be great and if you're not, if you haven't planned to watch the fights yet, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. You need to get your shit together and watch the fights. Hey, man, I feel pretty good about the day. I feel good. You know what I'm saying? So everybody else, I hope you feel good, too. If you hear this 
ever at any point in the future at any time. I am commanding you right now. Fuck it. Shit.